Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Another month is coming to a close, but we're still out here doing our thing every week. For the OGs, thank you for your continued support. And for the new ones that are just joining our community, welcome and thank you as well. If you must know, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at An Immigrant's Life. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you or someone you know would want to come on and share their immigrant story, please do not hesitate to hit us up. You can contact us through Instagram and Facebook at An Immigrant's Life or through email at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. And while I'm waiting for your messages, let's talk about the episode. Our guest this week lived the life that I wanted when I was younger. Get up, leave, and literally travel the whole world. This episode is full of adventures laden with tears, joy, and will make you believe in true love. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest bounds around the earth like a ping pong ball because he's a traveler and a man of the world. Everyone, please welcome Matus Lukesh. Hi, guys. My name is Matus Lukesh. <laughs> so, Matus, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm currently living in Vancouver, but the way to the Vancouver was pretty long. I was born in Slovakia back in the 80s, mm. and then... Since I graduated in my high school, I moved to Barcelona because entire of my crew and my friends moved there because they were a little bit older and started bread dancing there. Oh. And then I came back, moved to England, from England to Egypt, from Egypt back, from, <laughs> from Slovakia to Italy. And then I, I ended up here in 2015. Wow. What? <laughs> Man, what a whirlwind, eh? <laughs> yeah. My Pretty God. long one, yeah. So is Vancouver going to be your home now or are you thinking of another country? Yeah, it looks like it looks like it can be partially final destination because I found I found love of my life and mm. my new home here. We are building we are building our lives from scratch and mm-hmm. I don't think any any point to start again from the bottom somewhere else, but we me and my girlfriend we love to travel. So I can imagine that we will be living partially here, partially in Europe, partially in Hawaii or somewhere where is the warmer winter. So, <laughs> Good so my, plans, my, my best my best imagine of my future can be that I can own multiple multiple properties around the globe and just move or or chasing the sun. Oh man, that's that's beautiful. So what made you stay in Vancouver? Uh, you know what? I feel safe. Mm-hmm. I can see my future here. And like, let's start like from the really beginning because my first intention when I was living in Europe was that I didn't feel I didn't feel really optimistic in the future wise of the mm-hmm. Europe. So mm-hmm. I was I was looking for some better place where to live or be- where to try to live. Mm-hmm. And in the in that time, like a lot of my friends were applying for this working holiday visa. What you what allow most of the young people around the around the globe just travel to Canada and live here for one year. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it was with Black or Destiny, but most of my friends didn't get the invitation for this for this visa. Mm-hmm. Same with me. But then part of them get on the board and leave. And in the time I, I moved to Prague and set my life, it was like really nice, and I fell in love with Prague. And then I got the call from the some immigration officer that hey, quote move, and you are if you want, you can apply, and you good to go. <laughs> So some I was like, really, guy. oh no, it was some, some immigration officer or someone who was in the charge of this, like, uh, working holiday visas. Mm. And I was just, I was like really deciding because in the time I was really well settled in the Prague and Prague is like a really beautiful place where to live and really nice. Mm-hmm. And I was 30, yeah, I was 30 years old in the time. Okay. So, oh, okay, before maybe, you, you know, co- sorry for cutting you up. Before you continue, I really want to go start from the start, if you don't mind. Okay. So you mentioned that. You were born in Slovakia. Which yeah. part of Slovakia were you born? <laughs> I was born in like a really small town. The name of this town is Miela. The time its population is decreasing each year because there is really nothing too much to do. <laughs> but setup is really nice. It's just surrounded by really nice hills and mm-hmm. fields and everything. But only thirteen thousand people lives there. 13, there is no university. There are few high schools or colleges, but there is like nothing, nothing really to do. So, hmm. so what were young Matos used to do for fun in that small town? <laughs> well, I don't know. Actually, it's it's so far, it's so far long ago. But I think like 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 random kids, we were just running around and playing outside, spending time with the friends. You know, in the time there wasn't social media, so we were just meeting and being outside and. Like big wave was breakdancing, which was really popular in our <laughs> town. Breakdancing? So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, but actually, like friend of mine were like really great. They were like on the like really high level. They they reach really nice achievements on the like world world really? level. But I never been I I never been so good at them. But I was at least trying and meeting on the trainings and having fun with them. And, yeah, pop locking <laughs> and oh, doing yeah, the robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Where did you guys see that idea of doing b-boy? Actually, you know what? I don't know. Like, I was I was one of the youngest in the time, and in the, the, it was an internet in this time. So I don't mm. know where where the guys got this idea. Probably from some like music videos. They got the videotapes, and mm. we were just watching the videotapes. And, oh wow! Look at these guys. What look what are they doing? <laughs> so, it, but I don't know from where. Like this this. This first idea came, and who was the who was the I don't know how to say leader of this movement. <laughs> That's amazing, man! I love when like a culture absorbs another culture. You know, like like you said, a small town. Imagine going you going to Brooklyn back then, and be like, "Hey, dude, I can do that too." And they're like, "Where are you from?" <laughs> I'm from Miela. Don't you know it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so where there? That's where you went to high school too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to high school in in my town. There was like big history, like one of the like really huge factory, which was oriented to uh, some. I don't know how to actually describe. They were they were they were doing some plumbing stuff or <laughs> so. But it was huge. It, it was employing in in the big best times. It was employing seven thousand people. Wow. So so in the time there was like so many. Or not so many. There were like couple, couple high school with different, uh, different points of mm. like learning, mm. and I went to one of them, which was like 
like some engineering processing something mm. but i didn't like it i went there just because friend of a lot of my friends went there so i was like oh, okay like this will be good that's super fun but i came there and like the content what we were trying to learn was like wow what is this i have absolutely no relationship <laughs> with this <laughs> You're like i don't know math i don't know anything yeah but you know that the best the best thing was that the, my friends guys can come or my best friend came and he said hey we have a training and they were like well known because it was like small city and this guy was kind of like really good so there's okay okay he can go so this was my escape from school to go and oh, train, you know? that's awesome so you finish high school i guess you left town for university no no like the the my crew my guys they they left barcelona and they they were dancing there they start dancing on the street but they they got it they ended up to having the performances with the the best live rap live act in barcelona in the time so they were like really good and i decided like right away after my graduation and passing all the all the final exams and everything i just packed and left you went to barcelona with them no, but they were already there, but I, I was just following there and I came. That's what and I'm saying. We'll, yeah, and we lived together there, yeah. But wow. this was like a really funny time because I didn't know how to cook anything. You know, I was just living with my mom and mom was taking care about me all the time. So I came there and I remember like first time when we were chopping the onion, friend was like, hey, could you help me to chop the onion? I was like, yeah, for sure. And I chopped the onion for like 15 pieces and I thought that it's <laughs> it. And he was like, what is this? I was like, it's the onion, man. The you chopping. asked me to cut the onions. That's what I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. But you didn't speak Spanish then, right? No, not at all. I didn't speak English. I didn't speak mm -hmm. Spanish or, or neither English. I was like really, my English was like super basic, like, hi, hello, beer, or I don't know. Wow. And and you didn't care. You just want to go because you were young, right? How old were you oh, then? Yeah, I was like 19 or, yeah, I was 19 oh. years old. Yeah. I, that, did you take the plane or did you take a train? <laughs> I took a bus. I, oh. took, I, I, I took a bus. It was, I don't know, it was 24 hours or 36 <laughs> hours. You know? How did your mom take it when you said, yo, mom, I'm going to Barcelona? Uh, you know what? I wasn't like a really nice teenager. Uh, mm. So probably she was really, uh, I'm, I'm sure that she was heartbreak, but she was maybe also a little bit relieved. Mm. I wasn't like really nice in that time and we didn't have like super nice relationship, but yeah. But she, she told me, that, no worries, I know that you'll come back soon. <laughs> and, this, <laughs> and this happened, you know, I spent all my savings and I came back because I didn't speak Spanish. I barely mm -hmm. speak English, like mm -hmm. so far from barely speak English, I can say. So it was hard to find a job for me in the time we weren't part of European Union. Mm -hmm. So I came and I was like doing this clubs, flyers, just handed out, but it didn't work that much. So wow. I came home after running off the money. And how did your mom accept you? Well, I don't know. Like she like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Welcome back. That's welcome good. back. But you know, like this 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 cultural difference. I came back from the like overcrowd because we lived in 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 center of Barcelona, like really close La Rambla, mm -hmm. what was like most touristic place. Mm -hmm. So I got used to be surrounded with like hundreds of people, and I came to our small town. It was Sunday. And like my way, I, I hitchhiked. I hitchhiked back from the Barcelona. Hitchhiked? And my last, yeah, and my, my last my last ride was by some uh, truck drivers, and they took me. And when when they when they dropped me in my town, there was like super empty. 
there was no one. I was like, oh, wow, okay, so, okay. So, and I was hoping that I'll, I'll meet some friends who left there, but I didn't, I didn't meet anyone on the way back home. And I came wow. home and I was like, oh, hi, welcome. Are you hungry? So, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> wow. So you stayed back to your place. How long did you stay before you said, you know what, I'm leaving again? Uh, you know what, this was funny because I was planning to go back, but uh, in that in that time, the there was mal- m- m- mandatory to go to military oh boy. service. So uh, it was like nine months, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I came home and I was like three days home, and then some just someone ring rang the bell. I was like, okay, what is it? And it was like postman and then they hand me handed me out like some envelopes some some weird envelope there i remember that there was like blue stripe on the oh what is this and i opened it and i remember i was so stupid i opened it <laughs> and uh, there was like okay so you need to come in that time to this place you will be serving your duty to the military oh. i was like oh, okay oh my gosh what am i gonna do and like without any <laughs> any plan or something i just i just dialed the number on the landline and i just dialed the number on the landline i was i was saying hey I, I can't come i live in barcelona they just they just catch me home i'm just for a few days and i was like, okay so when are you leaving? I said like on oh, the end of the month, and it was February. I was, but I I didn't I didn't think through because I was like young thing. I said okay, so what date? I was like oh, on the end of the month. I said okay, so what exact date? I was like thirty first. I just I just showed it up like thirty first. I said okay, so thirty first. And he said like are you sure? I said yeah, I'm sure thirty first. I'm I'm leaving. I said okay, but it's February. You know that the, the February is just twenty eight <laughs> days. I was like. <laughs> so so he said okay, so if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna run away. And don't fill up, fill up, stand your duty. You can come back to your country for ten years. Oh. So I was like, oh my gosh! So what I'm gonna do? So I went to military and I spent there like six months. And wow! Yeah, okay, I found what, out. Let me cut you off. Yeah. What if you're in Barcelona? Would do you need to go back to serve, or you're good? No, no, because you can't go to serve without receiving of this envelope with blue stripe. Oh, Once you receive it, you up. sign up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you receive the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. You open it. It's not like yeah. an email that they can see that you read it. No, no, but you sign up the form. They they just they, they just hand it out to me and I sign up the form that I took it. So oh. they knew that I got it. And in this time, you gotta go. So, <laughs> so how was training? Oh, it was good. It was, you know, it was like really stressful because I wasn't like really, I don't know how to say, a really organized teenager. I was <laughs> always like messy room and I, I never fold my stuff and put it into the drawers or something. Mm. And then, then we came to the military and there was, I remember that there was a bed covered with so many stuff because you have this, you have this, this, this khaki stuff to, to being in the fields and trying to hide. Then you have your uniform, like, Sunday uniform, whatever, when you're going mm-hmm. and you represent something, then you have yellow pajama, then you have <laughs> then you have blue blue hoodie and blue joggers for like free time, and like so many so, so 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 many stuff. And they said, okay, so this is your chest, but the chest was like twenty inches wide, mm-hmm. and you need to fit everything there. And they have <laughs> they have they have rules for everything. They have rules how you need to fold your stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to fold your stuff. It must be like two inches high and I don't know, you need to follow. And if, if you put it to your chest or to your drawer, it must be in the exact, 
exact measures and in the exact types. It's just crazy. I was like, oh, fuck, how am I going to do this? So it was like really, really hard. But you know what? I, a lesson was learned and I I got some discipline. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I went. What happened after? What happens to you if you don't fold it by two inches? You get beat up. Oh, not really beat up, but it won't be pleasure. It won't be ple- it won't be pleasant experience. You ble- they just they just throw everything out. They they just they just they just throw everything out, and when they come again, you have to have right. If you don't have it right, they do it again and they do it again. <laughs> and they do it again. So, you know, you know, we ended up that we were that we were. Cutting, cutting off the stripes of the size how it's supposed to be from the mm-hmm. ca- from the cardboard. Yeah, and they just put it there and just kind of fold it around it and oh place God. it into the drawers and the chest. Yeah. That's funny. So you graduated military school or graduated military? Oh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't school. It was just service. It yeah, was just service. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened after? Where did you go? Actually, you know what I. I found out that there is like more levels of law in our country. It's your like rights and then are the laws what you need to follow. And there is like right for the education is about like all the laws. Like no no one can push you to to serve or follow some law mm-hmm. on against your rights. So I found out that, okay, so I need to find the school where I need to go because then I will be released. So I found out like first private university and I signed up and I paid. And once, once when, when was the time to, to go to the school? They sent me a letter that, okay, you're released. You will be continue after, <laughs> after no your way. school will be done. Yeah. So I spent there six months, but then this military law changed and it wasn't mandatory any anymore so i spent there just six months oh okay but it brought me it brought me to the university so i ended up on the private university so again i ran the run all of the money and i found uh, the summer job in the england and it mm. was my first first kind of real work within our country so i went for summer to picking Pears and apples to to oh. grow How was that experience? That was, was crazy. That was crazy. That someone told us that you know, like Great Britain, there is like such a such a bad weather. So be be ready. So I I brought rubber, rubber boots and I brought like such a warm clothes. But it was southeast point, so it was like really nice weather. And I, I came mm. first day to the work, and I was like sweating like hell. Like well, what is this? <laughs> like how how can I work? And the setup was really crazy. We we lived in the RVs on the field, and the first first uh, foam boot was like five kilometers by walk. <laughs> there was no Uber. There was no buses. It was crazy. Yeah. But it's a good training for you, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the, you know what I, I don't regret anything what happened in my life. Everything just brought me where I'm now, and I'm so grateful for. What's going on now? I, I wish to be closer closer to my family, but other than that, life is nice. Life is mm. beautiful. How was your English then when you went to England? Uh, that was that was crazy because like this this private school where I went, it was uh, City University of Seattle, so it was in English. So I started learning. I I, I start I started to learn American English. So I have some basics. So I felt I felt more confident. But I came there, and you know, like British English is completely different. So I <laughs> I came there, and like in in U.S. English, I was like, "Do you have?" Blah, blah, blah. And I came, and there was 
have you got right have you got and i was like wow what the fuck are they talking about i don't know what kind of his english and like also like the british accent was for me i heard it first time I was like okay so i didn't know i i was like i was lost kind of i remember they were there were two bulgarian guys who had like really good english and they were trying to teach me and i remember like a really funny story like once someone told like it doesn't matter i was like hey guys what is it it doesn't matter and they didn't know how to so it's like you know it doesn't matter i was like okay but what does it mean it doesn't matter so how long did you stay in england oh it was a summer job it was a summer job Mm. But I, I came back and I never continued in the studies because this money was so difficult to earn. Mm. So I just, I don't know actually what I did. And <laughs> I came home and I was I was probably just, oh yeah, I found a girlfriend. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I found a girlfriend and we, we spent some time together and then we decided to go to the England again. Mm. But no, to the farm, we went to London and it was so difficult to find a job in London. And I met some guy and he was describing me his life in Egypt. He was like diving instructor and everything sounds so awesome because it was like, oh, look, in London, such a, such a shitty weather. It's still raining. It's so cold. Like, and it's so difficult to find a job. So if you want, you can go with me and we can go to Egypt and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make like, diving diving course for you and and you will be like diving guide and it will be awesome so oh, okay, okay. what do you so, mean diving like diving like scuba diving in egypt oh yeah yeah there's red sea there's like the mm. they're they're like one of the best locations so far oh wow it's like everything is brilliant everything is colorful. i don't know right now because the corals are dying so so fast but in that time it was beautiful well so how did you meet this guy you know what? We I, I went to apply for some job, but wasn't in the in the London. It was some some theme park. I can't remember. I can't remember the name. <laughs> it was some theme park somewhere, and he was applying also. So we start we start talking, and he described me like this, and I was like, "Wow, this is like so awesome! It's like big adventure." And it it didn't take a long process to get me on the board. And yeah, but he's looking for a job in England, and he's offering you a job in egypt like there's something wrong here i know no no he was he was also applying like, we started chatting like oh we need to this job and i was like yeah you know what i just came from the egypt but you know what there's like 100 times better life it's everything is like it's hot beautiful beaches beautiful ocean diving girls everything is so so good and it wasn't just right away he just he just put like you know something in my mind and i was like mm. oh i wish to, i wish to have this option and then he reached me out into his like, hey, I didn't get this job. Did you get it? It's like, no, I didn't. It's like, hey, let's go to Egypt. I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> wow. You're yeah. not scared of just traveling, eh? Oh, no, not, not at all. You know, like since my first experience was with no English and no Spanish in Barcelona, what can be worse than? <laughs> so, oh, I like that. I like that perspective. So when you get to Egypt, is this guy an Egyptian guy or what is he? No, he was Slovakian guy, same as me. Okay. He was Slovakian, but same as me. 
Yeah, that it was again nothing worked out as it's supposed to work. So, <laughs> so there, was, yeah. there was no diving. <laughs> no, no, it was. It, it was. That, that, yeah, there, there was diving, but there was no work at all then for me. So I barely came home. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it was another fail. But I again, I came. I came and I knew one more country. I, I was like really good in diving. Actually, I, I never received my my uh diving certificate because he kind of <laughs> he kind of didn't, didn't send it to, to paris so. so what did you guys do in egypt if you guys didn't oh, do yeah. the- you know we were diving and i met his brother his brother is still living there mm. and he was doing these promotional videos and advertisements for hotels and attractions so i kind of helped him so this was my only chance where i earned money there mm. so yeah this was this was good yeah Oh, okay. And then after Egypt, you went home, you said? Yeah, yeah, I went home. What did mom say? Yeah, I came home, I saved some money again, and, and then I came back again. But to see to see his brother, not him, because his okay. brother was offering me some another job, and it was still just... But in the time, you know, I was more, like, focused to earn money than to enjoy the life. Mm. So I left after three months because the money wasn't that good. But when I see this backward, it was just just nice. We were renting like beautiful apartment on the top of the hill. Every morning I just saw like these Turkish Turkish waters and mm. nothing really <laughs> to bother. Just just go on the boat and have a stunning day with the, another people. Wow! But in like there was like more money in my mind in the time than than during the present moment. So yeah. Why was it important for you to make money? Because I don't have, I didn't have a money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, you, but you're like, you're traveling. Like, why can't you just like look for like a, like a normal job and then just earn the money instead of just going all over this place? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I always, I always felt that my country is too small for me. And there wasn't like my my mom or everyone in our town. They went that like majority of our population of this of our town went to work to this factory, and I didn't I didn't I didn't feel like this is my destiny. This is what I want to do. You know what I I I felt more like adventure or I don't know. I I, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to end up in the in the factory and having child and having this this type or the same routine till the the, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of expecting a little bit more from the life. Yeah, you're like that um, the Bruce Springsteen movie, the Born to Run. <laughs> okay, I didn't see. It. You know, he's yeah. just like he's in a small town and he just wants to leave. Mm-hmm. So you went to Egypt, you stayed there for a bit, and after that, where did you go? Yeah, I came back. I came back home, and I. I tried to work on my own. I met, I don't know, I, I I tried like different bunch of stuff. I was just selling the perfumes, whatever, whatever was 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 possible. I tried to I was I always felt like entrepreneur that I wanna I wanna do some business, I want to import, export and connect people and but I never had money, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I could have like idea, but I never have enough money to to run it and I never have economical education to really know how to run the business and what are the what are the threats and opportunities so it was hard to do it but i i, I had like really really nice life and i 
I lived there, and when I moved to Prague, I, I this is what I remember really clearly. I I've been working for partner of Xerox, so we were selling uh, printing solutions like from small home printer to like huge production machines. Mm -hmm. And I was helping my friend. He was he has like production company. We were just shooting the, the advertisements and something like that. It was really nice. But yeah, then I went to the Canada and started again. Wait, uh, I want to talk about Prague. How did you end up in Prague? Uh, you know what? Like the Prague is like the most of the this. This is like the closest, cool destination. When you're living in the Central Europe, when you live like in Slovakia or in the Czech, the Prague is like totally different. Prague is like a huge international town with so many expats big history you don't feel like you are living in Czech or in Slovakia in like small post post communist country it feels like totally different so that's why I had the friends there who were like really nice settled and they were just like hey come to Prague Prague is awesome so many opportunities everything is like business everything is going on here like my best girlfriend in that time became to be like kind of successful in the movie industry another another friend was in the production part in the movie industry so there was like a lot of interesting points where a guy like me can see himself to be successful so yeah so i went there wow um do they speak the same language yeah like slightly different but it's it's close we can we can like my generation could understand 100% same because we used to be one country. We used to be Czechoslovakia mm. till 93, I guess. So I I was raised on the cartoons which were in the both languages. Like, let's say we have like one TV and there was like one, one movie or one, one cartoon was in the Slovak language and another was in Czech. So it was always like... Is but the, the languages are so close that you can understand each other like really really easy. Oh, okay. And is it like based in like Russian language or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is like we are like all the Central Europe or most yeah all of the Central Europe's like except of Hungarians like Czechs, Polish, Ukraine, Russia. Slovenia, Croatia, all these guys has a Slavic roots, and also the languages are on the Slavic, Slavic base. Let's say. Mm, okay, so you said movies. Did you work in the movie industry? You know what I started doing for this printer company, printing company. Yeah, and I helped to my friend with some. Just once a while, I'll help him to make some advertisement or when and being like the, there they call it runner in the in the production like you know you do like what what they need you said this or you clap the clap or whatever <laughs> you do the bitch work yeah yeah yeah, exactly and how long did you stay in prague two years i stayed there two years i got this uh work permit and i was just postponing 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 till the last last possible uh, leaving time and then i left mm. who gave you the idea to go to canada uh, you know, the f we were in the time we were like close to thirties, and I have like so many friends who were just speaking about this option. Like, oh, this is the option. Like, you can go and travel. 
I think that there is Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and I don't know who else is in this program. Mm. So like, this is like a really, really good idea. You know, we are getting close to 30 and maybe it's good to go and try it somewhere else. And who knows, you know, you can come back then and start their family or you can stay there. And yeah, I, I got mm. this into the, into my mind and then it's happened. Wow, that's awesome, man. So when you move to canada were you alone or were you with friends oh yeah you know what i was like pretty i i was like really choosing the place where to go because i was like okay so i want to have ocean i want to have mountains and i don't want to have like really crazy winter so the vancouver was vancouver was like something what came from this equation like oh like the best best town but the thing was that i didn't know anyone yet so mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I like Two days I found the accommodation two days before I, I came, just because I found some uh groups on the on the Facebook, like Slovos and Slovaks and Czechs in Vancouver. Mm. So so I was I just posted like, hey guys, do you know about some accommodation or something? No one respond, no one even bothered to just give me any hint or something. And and I, you know, in the time I did I did I didn't have I have any idea like what the Craigslist is because Craigslist is not in Europe. That's not thing in Europe. Mm. We have our own stuff. So, and then like two days before my arrival, friend from Calgary said, like, hey, I know some people and I already text them and mm. you can stay in their place. So I slept one month just on the yoga mat, with, just covered with, a, with some sheets. Um, but like, since I arrived, there was like really big community of like Slovak and Czech people. Mm -hmm. So I, I found the friends like really fast. And yeah, after after first month, I found my my first place, my my apartment, and I'm staying here till now. Wow! And what kind of job did you get? Oh man, that was terrible. I came through like because my English wasn't really good. And my mm -hmm. last experience was from this uh, corporate printing world, but there was no openings in this industry here. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And I didn't know anything. I wasn't like really good in any crafts or in, <laughs> in like whatever you can imagine that immigrant can start. Mm. So I started in construction. My first job was in the construction and I, I hate it so much. It was like, <laughs> it's so bad. It's just open construction in March. So, so cold. Oh, we were just dust. I, I, I was leaving Europe with like really strong asthma. So mm. I felt like, I felt like that. I, I stayed in this job like first, first month. And there's okay, that's enough. I can't, I can I can't stand it. I can't, I can't work here. And then my another job was for some maintenance company here. And I they just me, okay, so could you please do a pressure washing job in this underground parquet? I said, okay, yes, why not? So they showed me how to use pressure washer. There was like three more guys, so we were doing this, but we didn't know how to do it. So we just lift all the dust and we start debating all the dust. And on the second day, I have like really difficulties to breathe i feel mm. like oh well, i'm gonna die just just to pressure washing on some underground parquet like what a destiny <laughs> my mommy was so proud of me <laughs> you know? so, so i left this job after one week they just gave me something else i was like oh i don't know and i don't want to do this and actually i can't remember then i then i worked for another maintenance company but it was window cleaning and better cleaning and i remember to be in like first time on the roof 
and the guy told me, "Oh, you need to come here on the edge of the roof and oh. clean the gutter and clean the gutters." I was like, "Are you crazy? Like I can die? I can't <laughs> die because I was scared of the heights." But yeah, I just I just stayed there for a while, and then I found a girlfriend, and we started living together. And she was like, she was doing like crazy stuff. She was doing high. She was high rise technician. So, what do you mean high rise technician? Oh, that means like that you're hanging on the on the skyscrapers or high-rise buildings and just cleaning windows or doing some other maintenance or what? stuff what they need. Yeah, and then like she told me like, hey, but like no, her boss called me and he said like, do you want to come and work with us? It may be like really good for you. And blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So how is it paid? So like this, it's paid like this. But first, you need to pass the training. I said, okay, so if I need to pass the training, it may be good because if I if I realize that I can't break the scared of the highs, I can just say, okay, bye. <laughs> but I came to the work. It was on my birthday. It was on my birthday. And they came, okay, so come here. And they brought me to the building what was like 47 floors. And they had, they, they hang me right away on the road <laughs> from the building. I was like, I remember like first time when I lost touch with the surface of building because there was overhang. I started spinning around. Oh, no. I just yeah, I just closed my eyes like oh, I'm gonna die I'm gonna <laughs> die I'm, I'm gonna die on my birthday this is not so I worked there for a while but I don't know wait wait, was... wait what happened when you were spinning how, what how did it stop who saved you like my girlfriend was there she's like don't worry don't worry she, she was just guiding me so I was kind of descending down and I I <laughs> got in touch with the with the surface of the building and then I was like <laughs> <laughs> holding the building like crazy like my fingers were so painful so like no worries just let it be just hang and come down yeah wow that's nuts and yeah. I, how long did you last for in the job oh you know not that long <laughs> i think that, I probably two weeks or something like that because then i was on the bill i was hanging on the building and they had some another job it was just some post construction and it was again i was begging the construction but i was doing different type of work mm. and i really i really hate this this type of work in this environment like full of dust noise cold everything yeah so i left and i came back into the maintenance residential maintenance to work for some other company mm. and i stayed there for a while and then we we and always in the winter we we went to travel like we like i remember that we went to travel for three months to to hawaii to maui Mm. because we mm. were still waiting for our work permit our just working holiday and some work permit what my girlfriend had just expired and we have to we have to bridge this time before receiving like new work so mm. we went to Mali for three months and it was probably most free times in my life we were there just you know future we, we can't do anything we can't worry because there is nothing what you can do you can you just can't wait to get another work permit and stay and then we finally got it. I remember we came home and I didn't start looking for work like that directly. I was like, okay, so we have this work permit. I would like to choose my work. And my girlfriend, I, I fell asleep in one evening and my girlfriend started responding on the <laughs> on the ads, on the Craigslist on my behalf. And we were on the beach because we have beach in front of our house. We were on the beach and I go, oh, my phone is ringing. So I reached. I answered the phone. I was like, hey, here is Kyle. I got your email yesterday. We can work together. I was like, what? I didn't answer any. I, <laughs> I didn't reply. I said, okay, so do you know this? And then my girlfriend, hey, I did it. I did it. Just, just talk with him. Like, this, this is some, some work, work offer what was on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I stick with this guy for a while. He was like, 
he was probably the best guy who I ever met in, in Canada. He, I became to be a be, better person just working with him and sharing his, his kind of opinions and, and states of, of living. So I'm mm-hmm. really grateful for my girlfriend to get us together and for him to employ me. And, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of job was it? Uh, it was the maintenance, the residential maintenance. So mm. again, we were on the roofs, we were running ladders, we were doing pressure washing jobs. We were not no rocket science, but like really hard hard work jobs. And you know what? Like I never worked like really manually back in Europe. I was just trying to find like easier way how to get the money. But I found out that this is really rewarding if you're just mm. working hard every all day. And in the time, I didn't need to think about the business part of this job because he was covering everything i was just a worker <laughs> so i worked hard during the day and then i was coming home having girl with wife in love till till now and just having a nice life mm-hmm. was he a good mentor to you that's why you like him oh yeah he was he was like really nice guy like i don't, I, I never met anyone who is like less selfish as as well as as his was he was never like really stressing out or like pushing me somewhere what i don't want to do i i felt i felt like a kind of friend not just the some guy was working for him we have like really long dialogues and he was like really (laughs) he was like really patient with me and with my english so it was really nice to and i i learned a lot from him and you don't work with him anymore uh, no, no. You know what? Like our paths kind of, I'm running this type of company on my own right oh, now. Congratulations. So Thank you very much. But I don't know. We worked together, I think like more than close to two years, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And it requires a lot of travels. And I felt that I don't have that much social life. You know, the hard work is good, but not for too long. Because it ended up that his company started growing and he worked more. Sometimes he worked 10 hours and then he traveled. And I want to have like more out of the life. I want to have like more money. And there, there was not that many options to grow. So I found another company where I started just subcontracting and, mm. and start, start to like bought some of my own equipment and find that I can just take some jobs from bigger company and sub, subcontract for better money. And then that just lead led to me to have like a little bit more time for life. But I ended up that I worked like three months in a row without any any break because just <laughs> it was just such a such a good money from all all the sudden. So mm-hmm. I want to take advantage and save something on the spot. And then when the COVID hit, I decided to go on my own. And right now it's been it will be a year in the March, and I'm. St- Again, I'm so grateful for everything, and it looks that it's gonna be really successful. I'm mm-hmm. working on it. I started studying marketing on the BCIT, what is a pretty nice college here, mm-hmm. to understand more about the processes behind the running of the business. Mm-hmm. So I really believe that this will be thing for a while. Finally, Matos yeah, yeah. found a way to stay and actually do something that you actually like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope so because it's again, it's it's totally different right now. Because before I work for this guy, it was a hardworking job, but I was coming home and I just switched off my mind. I didn't think about work at all. Mm-hmm. But right now, as a business owner, 
I'm at work. I'm coming home. So customers sometimes told me at like 10 p.m. or something just to discuss something. I've been doing this for last year as one person operation. So I do estimates. Mm. I do work. I do invoicing. I do advertising. So. That's how it works, man. So I want to ask you, because you've been to a million countries. Which country did you find that it took you time to adjust to their culture? You know what? Hard to say because... Uh, I I didn't I didn't live, like the Prague and Czech Republic was closest. This was closest culture what was to my country, so mm-hmm. it was easy. There were some differences, but it was just feeling like home. Then it was Italy. Italy was like really beautiful. I love the food. I love the friendship and everything. But there were some some aspects of the culture that was like really hard to swallow. <laughs> like what? But I I like. Italians are really, really narcissists. I don't want to judge, but, <laughs> but they, they are. So nothing can be better like in Italy. There is nothing better in around the world like Italian food. The football, only Italy. Because <laughs> we're in Italy. So sometimes it was really difficult to compete. You don't mm. know the Italian language? Why? You know? So, <laughs> but, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. Why not? Then England was like really difficult for me, but I didn't, I didn't stay there for long to just really go to culture and what was surrounding me there was just really international. And the Canada was really easy. Canada was really easy. I think that the Canadian culture is really easy to get because everyone is kind of, from my point of view, everyone is so open-minded everyone is willing to help. No one will judge you for your accent. No one will judge you for lack of your grammar or anything. Everyone will give you a chance. Like probably... There may be points where they try to get advantage from the from U.S. immigrant at work when you know there are night shifts or some some other mm-hmm. shifts. Like, mm-hmm. But it's normal, you know. That's if yeah. if if you still be in my country, this will be same, even worse, I guess. <laughs> even yeah. worse, I guess. So I think that for immigrants, Canada is like really good place where to absorb and feel like home in the short short period. Mm-hmm. So you feel at home, Canada? Yeah, and, and you know what? I feel like home also because I found love of my life, and the the fact that we meet here and everything what we're building here is such a different that it was home that this became to be our home. There is no other home for us as a couple as this because this is what we built together. This is when we grew <laughs> beside each other and where we see our future. So that's beautiful. Is she Slovakian, your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, she's Slovakian. Mm, Okay. That's awesome, man. I love your stories, man. It's so fascinating and inspiring. Like, you just get up and go. Oh, yeah, you know what? You must do this. You can't stay on your knees. You always have to stand up and fight for your right, how the Bob Marley said. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You don't need to fight. You just need to try and try and try. That's awesome, man. Anyways, I think we're there. But do you have any last remarks before... We call it down. You know what I know? If if anyone will see this, this will help anyone to decide or encourage, encourage anyone to, to go and try something new. Don't worry. Don't hesitate. Just try it sooner better. Mm, that's awesome, man. Thank you, Matush, for uh, coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And good luck. Thank you, sir. Okay, you're welcome.
Again, Matush, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.